submit your questions to screamqueercast at gmail.com or by submitting them to the Instagram at screamqueerpodcasts and catch new episodes every Tuesday morning wherever podcasts are streamed. Remember to rate and subscribe. Welcome to the Scream Queer Podcast with Ralph Anthony. The following content contains topics describing graphic violence, strong sexual content, explicit language, and elements that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What is going on, you guys? Welcome to the very first episode, first official episode of 2023. Feels good. Feels good to be back. I haven't recorded in quite some time, and it was it was nice to get a little a little brain rest. But we're back. We're ready to get work done. I feel like there's a lot of good things coming this year. I feel like we're all gonna be successful and just kick ass. And I do want to give a shout out to the UK, Netherlands, Singapore, Turkey, Australia, and Ireland. Shout out to my listeners over there. You guys are so far away, but yet we're all still one big screaming family. So I love you guys for listening and stay tuned because I am going to do my fucking hardest to make this show better and better and better and better we are working on it you guys so thank you so much before inviting 60 people to his home for a party tyler hadley calmly killed both his parents blake and mary joe hadley had worried about their son tyler for years they taken Tyler to a psychiatrist and turned to a substance abuse program for help. With all of their attempts, nothing worked. So, when Tyler drove home highly intoxicated one night, Mary Jo took away his car and his phone as a form of punishment. This angered Tyler. He told his best friend, Michael Mandel, that he wanted to kill his mom. Uh, you guys, I'm sorry, but I just thought about that TikTok. Have you guys seen that TikTok of that that little boy? I want to kill my mom. I want to kill my dad. I- I'm going to go to hell, but I just, I thought of that, and I don't know why I brought it up. I'm so sorry. Let's get back to the story. So Tyler's friend, Michael, he had brushed off the whole statement, and I mean, he he just brushed it off as something that an angry teenager who didn't get his way would say. And he never really thought Tyler would actually go through with it. But on July 16th, Tyler made a plan. So first he took his parents' phone and he hid them away. That way they couldn't call for help. Then he took some ecstasy around 5 p.m. that day. Tyler worried he couldn't go through with his plan. So I think this ecstasy would kind of give him that little extra nudge to go through with his plan. Tyler ended up finding a hammer in his garage while his mother sat at the computer. Tyler stared at the back of her head for five minutes. Five minutes, you guys. I mean, I 
I don't know if she maybe sensed him or seen a reflection in her computer screen, but I can usually sense when someone is standing behind me or nearby. It's just, I don't know, just a weird feeling. So, I mean, maybe there was like loud music playing, but after that five minutes, he ended up swinging the hammer to the back of her head. And now once he did that, his mother screamed. She turned to him and screamed, why? Now, Blake, Tyler's father, hearing the screams of his wife, ran into the room. And Blake echoed his wife's question, like, why? Why, Tyler? Why? Tyler shouted back, why the fuck not? Then Tyler beat his father to death as well. After killing his parents, Tyler dragged their bodies into their bedroom. He cleaned up the crime scene. He tossed all the bloody towels and Clorox wipes into the bed. And finally, he invited his friends over for the party. Tyler put out a call to come party shortly after he had cleaned up the crime scene right around sunset. By midnight, more than 60 people had shown up to Tyler Hadley's home. None of them knew that the dead bodies of his parents were in the other room. High schoolers played beer pong in the kitchen. They rubbed cigarettes into the walls. And they also urinated on the neighbor's lawn. At first, Tyler tried to calm things down by stopping the teenagers from smoking inside, but he eventually just said, whatever. As he explained, his parents were in Orlando. That was the story he wanted to stick by. Then he would change his story throughout the night, saying that his parents don't live here, he told one party goer. This is my house. Later on that night, Tyler pulled aside his best friend, Michael Mandel, and told him, Mike, I killed my parents. In disbelief, his friend responded, No, you didn't, Tyler. Shut up. What are you talking about? Tyler insisted that they were dead. Look at the driveway, he told his friend. All the cars are there. My parents aren't in Orlando. I killed my parents. Mandel thought it must be a prank. Then Hadley led his friend to the bedroom where he'd stashed the bodies. The party's going on over here, and I turned the doorknob, Mandel remembers. I looked down, and I saw his father's leg against the door. Mandel suddenly realized that his friend was telling the truth. Mandel didn't leave the party right away. In shock, he took a selfie with Hadley, figuring it would probably be the last time he would ever see his friend. Then Mandel left the party and called Crime Stoppers to report the murders. Michael Mandel left an anonymous tip with Crime Stoppers at 4.24 a.m. on July 17, 2011. He said that Tyler Hadley had murdered both his parents using a hammer. Police rushed to Tyler's house and when they got there, the party was still going on. Tyler told police that his parents were out of town and he also refused to let them inside of the house. But they ended up making an emergency entrance despite 
Tyler's protests. Tyler had appeared nervous and frantic, and he was very talkative while speaking to the officers, most likely trying to distract them and stray them away from what was in that room. The police found beer bottles all over the house, unrolled cigars littered on the floor, and the furniture had been tossed around. They also found dried blood on the walls. What the fuck were these kids doing? When police forced open the bedroom door, they found dining chairs and a coffee table tossed onto the bed. Under that furniture, they discovered the body of Blake Hadley. Nearby, they found Mary Jo's body. Police then arrested Tyler Hadley for the murder of his father and his mother. A court sentenced Hadley to life in prison. Now, if police had not shown up, Tyler had considered taking his own life after the party. He had a stash of Percocet pills hidden in his room. But for the time being, whether it was ecstasy, the party, or the murder, he was feeling good. He even posted one last time on his wall at 4.40 a.m., right as police were on their way to his house. Party at my house. Hit me up. Okay, so picture this, you guys. So, it's a long week of work, you've had a rough week, and it's Friday. So, it's around 5.30 p.m. on Friday, and you're getting off work, you're excited, to see what the weekend has to offer. So you go home, there's a little bit of traffic on the freeway, but that's okay because you're just gonna go home and get ready and get right back out there. So you get home, you get ready, take a shower, do whatever you have to do, put on your makeup, put on whatever you have to do to smell good, all that shit, okay? Maybe you take a few shots, maybe not, I don't condone drinking and driving. So you're out and about, and you're having a good time. You've had a couple drinks. Maybe you go to dinner for some drinks, and then you go out. And so you meet this guy, okay? And he's really fucking handsome. He's probably one of the most beautiful people that you have ever seen. And you start talking to this guy. Maybe he buys you a few drinks, you know, and... So you guys start dancing and dancing and dancing and you look down and you realize that this guy has chicken feet. Have you guys heard of that that story? Uh, if you're Latino, uh, I'm sure your grandma or your aunt or someone has told you this story at some point in your life and you probably were really young <laughs> And we believed it because this shit sounds scary. I mean, I'm not saying it happened, but I wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't just a folklore. Because with all the shit that's come out now, like, I'm not surprised by anything. And I think anything can be possible. So this specific story, the man with chicken feet, it's... It's an old folklore that's been passed on through generations. All cultures have their own iterations of it. But it really started out back in in American Southwest where American and Mexican folklore intersect. And it's a, it takes place many, many, many years ago 
where there were big community dances where young people would dress up in their best clothes and just dance the night away. On one of those nights, these dances, one this girl, she went against her parents' wishes. They didn't want her to go to this dance, but she ended up going anyway. When she arrived, she was in the full getup, all of it. People were dancing, and they were just having so much fun. So from across the room, she noticed a really handsome man. She watched as every woman tried to get at this guy, like they were throwing themselves at him, but he just wasn't interested in them after a couple hours the guy made his way to this girl and he had asked her to dance the girl and the guy ended up dancing and they were just having the best time and when she looked down at her dance partner's feet he no longer had legs but the feet of chicken the girl screamed and she ended up fainting. And when she finally came around, this man was gone. When the girl went home to, re- to tell her parents what had happened about the stranger with chicken feet, her mother freaked out and she explained that this handsome stranger was in fact the devil. And if she hadn't screamed or passed out, that he would have taken her soul. Now... The reason why I'm bringing this up is because we all just had Christmas time and um, I had family over and my grandma was over and we were just all talking about paranormal shit and all this. <laughs> and bless my grandma's soul, like she she was like, oh yeah, or this one time that so-and-so people in our, in our family uh, went out to a bar or, or a club and they saw that really cute man with, with chicken feet. And, like, we all looked at her like, okay, like, we all know that this is an old folktale, Grandma. But it's it's just, it's really, it's so, it's so cool to me that, that stories like these are being passed, you know, through generations and being told over and over and over again. But it really makes you think, like, it's, I mean, we all have imaginations and we all get really creative and we all can create a story. But you just never know, like, what the fuck is out there. And there are, like, I I do believe in these evil entities that do exist and that are around us trying to take over somehow. But I just, I just, I just, it, it makes me think back to, like, okay, so whoever created this folklore, like, is it something that happened to them? Is it something that maybe that they experienced? Or it could just be all a work of fiction, you be the judge. But I, I just, I think it's really cool how these stories can get passed through generations and generations. And then when you become my age, you can call out your your grandma or your aunt, like saying, no, that's fake. <laughs> but um so same with my with my so the grandma who came to my house for Christmas was my grandma from my mom's side, but my grandma from my dad's side also had a lot of like really creepy stories, uh, going back to our my old childhood neighborhood where uh, my grandma and her sister had claimed to see a man with no face. Um, my grandma had also claimed to see a woman in really large uh, black leather boots walking the streets at night. And in my head, I'm like, are you sure that wasn't a hooker? Because, but we also didn't live where the hookers would go. So, I mean, she would claim that that woman was like, like a she-devil or something. 
I don't know. But a really scary story that happened with my grandma was after she had a cornea transplant. And are we all familiar with the movie The Eye with Jessica Alba? So it was kind of like, well, it wasn't, the movie The Eye wasn't originally an, an American movie with Jessica Alba. That was an American remake. I think it was a Japanese film prior. So my grandma, when she had this, she would have a lot of strange and bizarre occurrences and they wouldn't just happen in one place they would happen in different settings so one of the first things that i can recall with my grandma seeing is she always claimed to see a little girl with a red ball and i mean she wouldn't do anything to her but my grandma was just like yeah she's here she's just sitting down right there watching us and it was really fucking creepy. And my dad has a story where I think we went out of town. We were at, at a hotel and it was for like a cousin's wedding or something like that. But she was sitting on the bed and my dad was helping her because she couldn't really walk well. So he was helping her put her shoes on or something like that. And she said, she told my dad, she's here. And he was like, who's here? And she was like, that little girl. And he was like, what little girl? It's just us three it was me my dad and my grandma he's like it's just us three like there's no little girl in here she's like yeah she's standing right beside you (laughs) and my dad's face was just his eyes were so big then another instance happened where it happened at our at our home because as my grandma got older she lived with my dad and i and we, we we would like would like help her and like all that stuff so me and my dad were both in our rooms and I said in our in our rooms and I don't know what had happened or what told us both to go out and get out of our rooms and go check on my grandma at the exact same time. I'm not kidding. This was before texting was like big and 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 all that. So we just happened to go out of our rooms and we walk out to the living room where my grandma would sit and watch TV and she was sitting up in her chair and her eyes were so big like they were open wide like she had just fucking seen a ghost and it turns out she literally did so i guess she had fallen asleep in in her chair and she woke up because she like you know when someone's standing over you and like there's lights on and like their shadow kind of like moves on on like over your your body and it kind of shows like you know what i'm saying so I guess she had seen a woman with white hair and she was wearing a red dress and she said the woman was really wrinkled and she was standing over my grandma just watching her and she had both her hands up like gesturing for her to come here like they were just her fingers were moving like towards her like saying come here and I don't know what she wanted but my grandma said it was probably one of the most creepiest things that she had ever seen. But those are just like two other instances. And then at one point, when my, after my grandpa had died, I woke up and my grandma was like, your grandpa came to visit me last night. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, I woke up and he was sitting next to my bed and I didn't want to look at him or talk to him. So I just turned the other way and closed my eyes and just prayed for it to go away. But um, yeah, like I don't, how fucking 
creepy. And this all this this all started after she had her cornea transplant. I I don't know if that's a thing. Like if maybe like whoever's cornea it was, they could see these types of things. But um, yeah, my grandma seen some crazy shit. And I mean, I'm not I'm not downplaying it, and I'm not I'm not gonna like challenge it. Uh, you can take this with a grain of salt. You can believe it. You can not. But I just, I don't know. I just want to, I just thought I would share that because I know we all, we like our, each, each family has that, that those few people who have like really interesting and paranormal stories. And I mean, if you guys are interested in sharing, I mean, I would love you guys to share them. If uh, Send them to my Instagram at Scream Queer Podcast, or you can email them to me at ScreamQueerCast at gmail.com. I mean, I, I would love to talk about them and, and share these stories. Or if if you have a really fucking good story and you want to be on the podcast, reach out to me as well. All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up there for this week's episode, you guys. I love you all so fucking much, as I always say. As always, I appreciate you. And until next time, I will talk to you all on the next episode, Screamers. Bye!